This is Something Something Broncos History Minute with Lori Lattimore Volkman, Tim Lynch, and Jess Place. This is the first Something Something Broncos History Minute. We're kind of excited about this new feature we're going to roll out during the offseason. We're going to basically take one player and we're going to introduce that player. It, they could be a Bronco. They may not be a Bronco. They are going to be central to Broncos history. And we're going to talk about that player for one full minute, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little less. And then Tim, Lori, and I, uh, we will discuss that player and their contribution to the Denver Broncos and why they're important or not. So, Lori, would you like to start off with this week's Something Something Broncos History Minute player? Absolutely. So I have chosen the one and only number 77, Lyle Alzado. He was drafted in 1971. And as a rookie, because Tombstone Jackson had gotten hurt, he was called into play, defensive end. In his rookie year, he had 60 tackles and eight stacks, which I find pretty amazing, actually. How many... How many did Bradley Chubb have this year as a rookie? Bradley Chubb had 12 sacks this year, last year. Which was considered amazing. So I think back in the, the 70s, a, a rookie playing defensive end to have eight sacks was a was also a pretty phenomenal feat. Followed that up the next year with uh, 91 tackles and 10 and a half sacks. And then his best year was in 74 with 80 tackles and 13 sacks. But the team's best year in 77 after he helped lead a little bit of a team coup against John Ralston and bring in Red Miller as the head coach. They made it to the AFC championship, which they won, and then on to the Super Bowl. He was the AFC defensive player of the year that year. He had 77 tackles and nine sacks. Also, he was instrumental in the NFL banning steroids because of his admission of use. He was the first player to admit using. He claims he had been using steroids since 1969, since before he was an NFL player. And it's partly why he was as mean and nasty on the field as he was. But for anybody who's done any kind of reading beyond just his football acumen, Lyle Zeta was a huge champion in the community. He especially loved going to the children's hospitals, both in Denver and in Cleveland, and also with the Raiders. Kind of off the field, he was what they, you know, they always described him as a big teddy bear. He loved to be around kids. He had a bad childhood, so helping kids kind of was a, a passion of his. But on the field, a lot of his aggression, which stemmed a lot from the steroids, also came from was also fueled a little bit by that that harsh family background that he had growing up. Two fun facts about Alal Alzado. He is the reason for the league rule against throwing your helmet. And he also boxed Muhammad Ali at Mile High Stadium as kind of a comeback into pro football, which didn't go very well, but was still a, a cool event at Mile High Stadium. So all in all, a good guy, didn't end up staying with the Broncos, but uh, definitely is, in my view, a, a key Bronco and deserves to be in the ring of fame when that day might come. He was also a Raider, Tim. <laughs> he was also a Raider, yes. But, you know, before 
they didn't start tracking sacks as an official stat until 1982, but that they were able to track sacks back then is it just wasn't an official stat. Um, he played nearly he played in 196 games and had 112 and a half sacks and 24 forced fumbles. So he was a force on the field, and he was I hate to say it since he he was a Raider, <laughs> but he was a critical part of the Orange Crust defense. The the founding core of the entire franchise because until the orange crush defense this franchise was you know it's like the the cleveland browns you know like who knows what what the heck they're doing nobody knows they don't have an identity when they had the orange crush defense they came through they they went to that super bowl they just completely changed the direction of the franchise for decades so and and he was a huge part of that it's it's going to be a lot like the 2015 uh, defense, 20 years from now, we're still going to be talking about them. You know, it's not a whole lot unlike all those greats that played on the Broncos defense in, in the 70s. And that included Lyle Azedo. So, and he had a pretty interesting life. He died young, but man, who can say, yeah, I, I boxed Muhammad Ali, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it, it's just, he's an interesting guy and I, I wish he didn't play for the Raiders, but he did. Uh, but his contributions to the Broncos are will never be forgotten, and he should be in the Ring of Fame. You know, they always say that um, in order to be considered for the Hall of Fame, um, you can't tell the story of football without this player. And so um, when it comes to Lyle Alzado, I, I, I – I think you can't tell the story of the Denver Broncos without Lyle Alcedo. Uh, like Tim said, they were they were without identity um, up until uh, he came along. Lou Saban drafted him in 1971, and he was there th- from Lou through John Ralston into um, Red Miller. And um, you know, he, you can't tell the story of the Denver Broncos without him. Some good, some bad. I mean, you know, you, you, he was in that Super Bowl, that 77 Super Bowl, and in the uh, um, the documentary on NFL Network about him, it talks about just how devastated he was to lose that Super Bowl. Like, he genuinely thought that he could will the team to victory. And that's, you know, that's how, that's how important the Denver Broncos were to him at that time. Again, he did go on to become a dirty, dirty Raider and they did win a Super Bowl and that's totally disgusting. And, and like, you know, black mark against him for that. However, he will change in the, in the organization. Like Laurie said, he led the coup that ended up, you know, basically ousting John Ralston, basically a vote of no confidence from the team. And then that very next year, Red Miller led that team uh, to the Super Bowl. The history of the Denver Broncos, you can't tell it without that chapter on Lyle Alzado. All right. I think it's, I think it's time for the mystery question. I was going to do a, a pop quiz because technically we discussed this already. And I want to see if either one of you remembered what I said. <laughs> Let's do it. We'll do because a pop we, quiz. And then the final quiz we discussed quiz it. will be Lori's. Okay. Okay. Because technically we discussed this already, and I want to see if either one of you remembered what I said. <laughs> when, <laughs> when were sacks officially uh, officially kept as a, a stat in the NFL? What year did they start? Nineteen eighty-three. Well, you said nineteen eighty-two, but but the actual year is nineteen eighty-three. Is it really? I believe, I believe that's right become an official stat i swear it was 1980 i'm right you liar 
At, well, after for the '83 season. '82. <laughs> <laughs> you lie. No, the footnote to like the great Deacon Jones and how he got screwed because he had like all the sacks and then none of them were counted and and then. But I thought it was 1983. Really, it's 1982. '82. Son of a bitch. Get wrecked. <laughs> 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 awesome. So, what? That was it. That was it. <laughs> pop, a pop quiz of one question. Come on now. If not, okay. All right. Well, yeah, we'll do a little like it's like comprehension. Right? I kind of like how that that works. Here you go. Here, here's obscure trivia. What did Lyle Alzado's mom do for work? She was a teacher. She owned a flower shop. Ah. And he worked in the flower shop. There is a great NFL film thing on him, and it shows him being very delicate with the flower, and then it's like intercut with him doing hard hits on the field. This has been the Something Something Broncos History Minute, a feature of MileHighReport.com. So... <laughs> How do we end? That's Ben History Minute. <laughs> <laughs> uh.